0: Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit boattrader.com to get started. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA. We make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome to How To Tuesday. It's tarpon season and tarpon season means that a lot of people are fishing around the bridges. I've got my friend, Anthony Vargas here. He runs our boat at Hawks K and he does a tremendous amount of bridge fishing for tarpon. So I wanted to get him on and kind of go over a little bridge fishing 101. Anthony, what's going on? How are you doing today? Doing great, Tom. How are you guys doing? And fantastic. Fantastic. Been catching a lot of tarpon?
0: yes sir right so on tarpon are they're biting great
1: right on all right anthony so the bridges when you fish out of hawks Cay, you can go bridge you, you, there's quite a number of bridges long key is one that's right there but there's some of the smaller bridges are good some of the bigger ones up there around uh, channel five all of that's happening and there's a lot of people that are fishing the bridges there's 42 bridges in the florida keys and most of them will hold tarpon um, so let's talk a little 101, like tell me in your opinion, like what's, what's bridge fish in 101?
0: Bridge fishing 101, you know, you got, you know, a couple different species of fish there. Tarpons primarily uh, the species that I go for. And, um, you know, you got, you know, the, the tides that you got that play a big factor. You got a lot of bait rushing in and out of the bridge there. And it's just a good, uh, feeding place and staging place for, for big fish to hide and and congregate and wait for an easy meal to come by.
1: Okay. So that easy meal, that's what we, that's what we want to do as a fisherman. We want to present that easy meal to those fish. So, Let's talk about the setup a little bit. Like how do you approach the bridge? How do you know, like when, when somebody comes down to the Florida Keys for the first time, they look at the long key bridge, it's a pretty damn big bridge. Like how would you kind of isolate where you might start looking and how would you, um, approach that bridge so that you're not scaring the fish, but you're also approaching it in a way that you're not making anybody upset.
0: Correct. So, you know, I'll run up through the bridge, you know, as I'm getting closer, I'm kind of keeping an eye on how the other boats are positioned, you know, kind of, you know, where they're at and, you know, make sure you give them a good leeway there. You don't want to, you know, give them a big wake when you go to come by. So, you know, I'll typically come up to it, you know, kind of, you know, the bridge spans are numbered. So, you know, I got a handful of them that I like to fish first off and, you know, I'll approach it pretty slowly, you know, give everybody a nice, calm past there and, uh, you know, kind of see if you see any fish rolling. Sometimes you'll see some bait get scattered and then, um, you know, with the different tides, man, you know, you can set up ahead of the bridge, you can fish down tight of the bridge and, and kind of, kind of see what you're looking for there.
1: Right on. And then let's talk about the anchor situation. Like in, in, you've got a lot of different type of bottom there. The current can run like crazy. Are you doing anything special with your anchor?
0: Yes, I got a a claw anchor. I got probably the biggest one that you could find there at a West Marine rigged with some heavy chain. Uh, The rope I got has a couple quick release loops on it. So, you know, once you get your fish, you can just toss that loop over with your uh, float that you have rigged to it and you're off to chase the fish. Um, I also got it rigged with a a breakaway setup. So if it gets real lodged in a rock or, or anything down there, you can, you know, pull on it pretty good. It'll break that zip tie and, and pull it from the front of the anchor there. So it's easier to, to retrieve it.
1: Okay. And the, uh, the quick release with the buoy already attached. I mean, that is not just like a, I mean, would you, would you consider that to be kind of, um, in my opinion, it's an absolute necessity. I mean, I, I think that that's kind of like, if you don't have that, you might as well not really be fishing there.
0: Correct. Correct. Cause as soon as you get that fish and, you know they're, they're going to go straight back through the bridge, zigzag you through the bridge. So there is no time to be messing with an anchor or trying to pull your anchor up when that fish is on the other line because you got seconds to make decisions and get the boat going in the direction that the fish is. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, now that's awesome. So we got we've we've approached the bridge without making anybody upset. And and I was going to ask about that, like, um, you know, in Key West we don't have as many bridges as. As you do fishing out of Hawks Cay, and so when I first started fishing with Rich, it was like it made me uncomfortable because we were fishing closer to people than I was used to. I didn't I, I didn't fish next to anyone, and some of the approaches were a little different. Like, are, are what if you're approaching like if the tide is running out? Let's say so all of the sterns are facing south and and or or out towards the towards the ocean and the tide's running out from the gulf and and you're approaching from the ocean side for whatever reason you were out there on the ocean side how are you going to find your your place on the bridge in that situation are you going to are you going to go through the bridge where there are no boats and then approach from the upstream side or is it okay to approach from the downstream side
0: i would definitely go through the bridge and, and approach you know from from the bay side there you know, so you're not crossing over anybody's lines and, you know, you can see, you get a good visual on, uh, which spans are open and kind of give yourself a clear shot to, to get set up there under the bridge.
1: Okay, good. And then what if you start, um, you know, a lot of people that don't do this a lot, they might not have exactly the right anchor system. So a lot of people will, will, um, under underestimate how strong the tide is, especially at a bridge like Long Key. So they put their anchor down. It starts to drag. At, at this point, what do you do if your anchor's starting to drag? How do you manage that?
0: So, yeah, so th- so that's one of the reasons you know g- going back to having the big anchor with heavy chain, you know, because because doing it on my on my own with with clients on board, I don't have a mate. So you know, I, I always you know go ahead of the bridge a little further than. I would expect to, to give my, my, uh, anchor there, uh, plenty of time to, to get set. And, um, and you definitely got to be careful. Cause if, as soon as you feel that anchor starting to drag, you're probably going to want to go ahead and reset up because you don't want to get stuck there under the bridge and, you know, get, get pinned up against the wall there.
1: Yeah, that's really bad news. All right. So let's just assume that we've gotten ourselves in a place where we, we feel like we want to start fishing. Um, what What is your bait of choice and rig of choice?
0: All right. My bait of choice would be the live silver mullet. Um, they are, you know, anywhere from about six inches to about 14 inches there uh, on the bigger side. Uh, you, you can find them quite a bit around, you know, the, the mangrove shorelines and stuff. And, you know, you can also use live pilchards, which are a little more abundant when you find them. And uh, you can also set some pinfish traps because uh, the pinfish work pretty well as, as, as well. Um, and for the rigs, I like to use, you know, an 8 to 10-foot shot of 50 to 80-pound fluorocarbon, depending how the, the tarpon are in there. Um, and I, I splice that together with a double uni knot. And uh, I like to, for, for the mullet, I use anywhere from a 6 to an eight o. Oh. Owner Mewtwo light circle hook is my hook of choice. And for the, the pilchers and the pinfish, I like to scale the hook size down a little bit more because those baits are a little on the smaller side. So probably more like a 4.0 or a 5.0 circle.
1: Okay. And are you, um, how many baits will you be confident? I mean, I'm sure a lot of this has to do with your your customers, how many you have in the boat and all of that, but how many rods are you typically fishing?
0: Uh, typically fishing two rods because, um, you know, once once you get that that bite, you know, you got to fire up the motor uh, let go that anchor and, and reel that one other rod. And, uh, I feel like the, the more rods you got in the water, the less chance that landed that, that fish of a lifetime that you're sitting there waiting for.
1: Got it. And then, um, do you have any, any preference of, uh, of fishing, um, times of the day? I mean, it, let's just say tides, not a factor. Are you, are you, uh, preferring the morning or the evening or what's your preference?
0: So yeah, tide not being a factor. I, I love that that evening bite. You know, that four thirty to eight eight thirty. Um, I, I feel like they 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 tend to bite better on that on the on that sunset side. You know, um, they you know you got that evening bite. You know, you got a lot of bait. You know, moving around. You know, and they're trying to the tarpon are trying to get fed before they before they you know get ready for the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, now paint me a picture of your. If, if you said the absolute best conditions to fish Long Key Bridge are, what would you say?
0: Um, I like the outgoing tide. I like fishing down, down tide toward the ocean. So I would have the stern of my boat anchored underneath the arch, fishing toward the ocean, toward those, uh, those telephone poles that we got out there on, on that evening bite would be my personal preference
1: and is there a stage of the tide like do you like it in the middle of the tide or the highest the highest flow or or when it's just starting or just finishing or do you have any preference there
0: yes i I like the 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 ending would be the ending of the outgoing would be my my favorite tide um but also the beginning is 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 good as well because you know the the tide's starting to slack off the bait's kind of that was rushing through there, kind of just sitting there floating, trying to figure out what the tide's doing. And then I I feel like the tarpon just go crazy on those, you know, the beginning and the endings of those tides.
1: Right on, man. Right on. All right. Well, Anthony, how do people get in touch with you if, uh, if not only they want to catch a tarpon at a bridge, but you do lots of other kind of fishing as well. You're out of Hawks. Cay. How does, how does everybody get in touch with you to book you?
0: All right. Yeah, you can get a hold of me. Um my cell is 321-266-2551. Um, leave me a voicemail if I don't answer because most likely I'll be out on the water. You can also email me at Vargasad01 at Yahoo.com.
1: Okay. Awesome. Anthony, man. I hope you're getting get out there for that evening bite tonight. And you you find the uh, the last of the outgoing tide. Just as you described, in the tarpon or snapping. All right, everybody. That was Anthony Vargas, Captain Anthony Vargas. He runs our boat at Hawks Cay, and uh, he's a spectacular dude, and even a better camera boat driver. Um, he's, he usually is responsible for the camera boat on Saltwater Experience too. So, uh, if you want to go down and experience a lot of things that we've uh, shown you on the television show, man, Anthony knows where all those spots are and how to do it. He's a great dude. So, all right, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild
0: game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the
1: destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater Bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking.